Hi, and welcome back to the Galaxy Couch Podcast, where one day I'm going to get Brand to count in sign language. We're talking about the show Lost. We're on season one, episode 16. Wow, 16. And one day, you will. I'm used to the, the, the showbiz countdown. The you can do point. showbiz in sign language. I guess so. Deaf and hard of hearing people live in work in show business. I just have to learn. Double finger gun. Double finger. Let's see. Double finger gun. Two. Two. That's the only one that's different. Well, what about five and four? Five. Oh. Four. Three. Three is... Two. Two. Okay. Five, four, three, two. Okay. I, I, could, I can practice that. I practiced with um, ten dual commandments. <laughs> the ten dual commandments. That's a good mm-hmm. way to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are talking today about Outlaws, episode 16, like you Damn. mentioned. Um, pretty intense episode. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of that in this show, a lot of intensity, but I feel like this one... That you feel things you didn't want to feel in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, we start this one with a, a flashback. It's a... Not, I have an angry mom, but it's not an angry mom. It's a scared mom. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote angry. She's very strict because she's scared of what's happening. Yeah, she's just trying to like tell him like get under the bed like you need to hide like like yeah. just trying. He'll to... think you're still at your grandparents. Yeah. So obviously the kid wasn't there originally. Mm-hmm. And we just hear like a pounding. Yeah, like it's kind of like dis- indistinguishable, like yelling, like let me in. Blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, the mother like hides the child underneath the bed. Stay quiet. Stay quiet. Make, like don't say anything, no matter what. And then she goes outside of the bedroom closes and the door. closes the door behind her. And you hear, like, uh, kind of a struggle. Like, no, like, why do you have that gun? Well, first they're just like, what are you doing here? I'm going to call the police. You need to leave. And yeah, I, like, I told you you can't be here. And that's like, oh my god, why do you have, like, freaking out? Like, he didn't have the gun at first kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, her thinking that he's just showing up here, like, drunk or something like that just to, like, yell. Um, go ahead and eat your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then you hear, uh, like, kind of a struggle... And then a gunshot, and the boy kind of, like, shakes under the bed, mm-hmm. like, kind of like, Reasonably oh, so. Yeah, like, gunshot's gonna be loud, a gunshot mm-hmm. is scary, there's... Especially to a kid. Scary things happening on the other side of that door. And then the door opens. And then the door opens, and we see the footsteps, or the, yeah, the... the just foot, yeah, just the feet, because we're seeing it from his point of view. Uh, which was, is a great way of shooting that scene, because it really adds to, like, the suspense. Mm-hmm. I was um, like, is he gonna look under the bed? Is I totally thought he was. Instead, he sits on the bed... Uh, for a second, he kind of like lets out like a long sigh, mm-hmm. and then you hear the cock of the gun, and then pow, and flash to present to Sawyer waking up from a bad dream, which baby boy. Uh, from all of the things that we've learned about Sawyer so far, pretty easy to. I mean, she calls him. Uh, does she call him Sawyer? No, no, because his name's not Sawyer. Uh, she calls Sawyer's him... the man that he goes to kill. He takes on his name. Yeah. She doesn't call him by his name. Uh, she just Call me by my name. <laughs> she just hides him. She mm-hmm. doesn't really like. This is kind of like a very realistic feeling scene. Because... You don't have to address your child by their name when you're hiding them from mm-hmm. their murderous, abusive father. Yeah. So uh, Sawyer wakes in like a, like a cold sweat, like a panic. This is definitely a nightmare he's having. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hears some squealing, <laughs> and he's met face to face in his little tarp with a boar. A boar. Big, big. Uh, I think he's got food in there that the, the boar's eaten. He probably got a bunch of everything. So Sawyer's kind of like, hey, what the hell? And then the boar freaks out and takes off, and it's got the tarp, the tarp on with it. him. And he's he grabs a stick, and he starts chasing after the boar. And 
the boar's just scattering all of his stuff behind him. He's pissed off because he lost all his most of, I mean, some of his belongings because mm-hmm. he it, it was like like a tent. Yeah, like he fashioned that tarp into a tent and like that. All his shit was in it. Just gets scattered, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "Son of a bitch!" Takes off after it, um, and then realizes he can't catch it, and then kind of like slowly starts retreating back to camp. And then, oh, excuse me, Dick kind of looks around. He's like, "We hear the whispers." But apparently, according to the captains, they're saying something. Uh, It'll come back around. Because it's not. It, it was it supposed to be like his dad, like. No. It was the something spe- something specific, yeah. It'll come back around. It'll come back around. That's what he says at the end. Oh. Oh, oh you're right, you're right. Yeah, I was trying to remember, because you, the subtitles tell you what it's saying, but it's not very distinguishable at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we get our title card. Lost. Um, then we cut to the morning. Yeah, we cut to the morning, and... Uh, Sawyer walks over to Saeed and asks him what he heard in the jungle. Isn't Sawyer, like, packing up? No, that's when Kate comes by. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he, he goes over to Saeed and asks him what he heard in the jungle and, uh, or what he experienced in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And Saeed kind of gives him... Well, no, because first he says something offensive, like... He calls him Muhammad. Muhammad. And then he goes, no, Saeed, really? What's going on? Yeah, he uses his name to, like, because Saeed's like, okay, whatever, fuck you, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk away. And that's when he's like, Saeed. He's like, oh, the racist front has dropped. He's like, what did you hear out there? And that's when Saeed says, I heard whispering, and I don't know what it is. No, uh, he says it was nothing. I was lost and delirious. I thought he, okay, okay I, I, I might be misremembering. I thought he told him something, that, what he thought he heard. Okay. And then yeah. he, he says, why? Did you hear anything? And that's when Sawyer's like, no. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Okay. So you, you think they're going to have that, like, connection there, but then Sawyer's nah. like, nah, I'm too stubborn for that. Um, that's when we get our next flashback. Yes. Uh, he's... They're making out and falling into a hotel room. Uh, yeah, fooling around with this lady... At first I thought it was the other lady. I'm like, oh, are we getting like... A flashback flashback? Yeah, like a similar flashback to what we saw before. Mm-hmm. But no, this is a different girl, <laughs> different hotel. Um, and there's just a little click in the corner. And he's got a, a weirdo. He's visited by Hibbs, who's just sitting there. <laughs> this is awfully awkward, but I feel like if I waited any longer to speak up, it would become downright uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, it's downright uncomfortable. How the fuck did you even get in here? <laughs> he got his whiz. Did he just go to the... Like the front desk and go, hey, yeah, I'm here with a buddy. Uh, I my key's not working. Can you just give me another one? Potentially, he's a con man. True. So, that's is, is so. Are we to uh, assume this is where Sawyer kind of gets his like kind of con man? Like, is this like his his I think mentor? He's like a coworker. Yeah. Because they start arguing after a little later. Just like this will make us even for what happened in like Sacramento or whatever San Jose. Yeah. And he's like, what could ever make us equal for that? So I think they're more like equals. Okay. So like. Kind of like partners in crime and mm-hmm. some... Res- like, they cross paths every now and then. Like, yeah. hey, we got a job. You want in? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tells him that... He calls him Sawbucks. I Saw- wrote that down. Sawbucks. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's why I wrote it down. Good old Sawbucks. Um, so he says that he has a lead for uh, a man named Frank Duckett. And Sawyer's like, oh, what's that? Does that mean anything to me? Uh, and then he tells them that there, this man has a past where in Tennessee he hunted down, or he 
was Hunt. responsible for uh, sleeping with a woman whose husband ended up killing her and himself in front of their child. And then Sawyer's like, well, okay, maybe. That might be some information I'd like to have. <laughs> that might be something I want. Um, and I think this is when he tells him where you can find him. Or, no, yeah. we we just kind of infer from the next flashback where he's going. Okay. Um, so we cut to... Uh, Charlie. Jack returning the guns. Oh. Okay. So uh, Jack is returning the guns, all except one, because someone decided they wanted to keep theirs. Who do you think? Hmm. I will give you one guess. I'll give you five guesses and they'll all be right. <laughs> Um, so he, yeah, he returns the guns. Jack tells Kate to just let Sawyer keep it because you're not going to be able to get it from him anyway. He doesn't want her to owe him anything. Uh, that's right. He's like, oh, well, you'll just make out with him or something like that. <laughs> last time I made out with you, like, last time I made out with him was because torturing him didn't work. Okay. He's Fair. like, yeah, and you didn't get anything out of that anyway, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, this is when we cut to Charlie. He's making some kind of doohickey. Doohickey. That's a fair description. I don't, I don't know what he he's was... He's just doing something. Yeah, he's just like, alright, I found this like piece of electrical equipment, and I found a screwdriver, so I'm just... I'm tinkering. <laughs> Gotta do something. Because <laughs> I'm bored. Maybe he's making an amplifier. Who knows? Um, Help the cause. So, uh, this is when Claire comes over and joins Charlie, and they kind of chat for a little bit, and she asks if he wants to go take a walk, and... Because she was having dreams, and mm-hmm. he was in them. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I was having these dreams and you were in them. Uh, do you want to talk he's about like, it? He's like, sorry. And he's like, in his own head, he's like, no, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I gotta go do something I have a thing. with someone else. Um, yeah. And then just gets up and walks away. Okay, boy. Acting like a weirdo. Which, I think deservedly so. You just killed a man. Yeah, you just killed a man, so you're not gonna be okay. Yeah. For who knows how long. So you tried to talk to him and he wasn't having that. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, that's, that is next, yeah. Sa- so Saeed... Oh, tr- is it? Um, no, that's a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, this is when we go to see Sawyer is retrieving his tarp. Um, he's, like, grumbling about the boar. He sees that, like, all this stuff still kind of scattered. And he's, like, dragging the tarp back to camp, and then he hears the whispers <laughs> again. It'll come back around. That, uh, so this is when it's more uh, distinguishable, right? Mm-hmm. It'll come back around. Um, Just a male voice. And then he hears, like, a rustling in the jungle again. It's the boar! <laughs> Out pops the boar. The boar starts chasing him. Um, and then it, like, boops him Completely into some mud. Completely wipes him out. And he is... Boop sounds gentle. It wipes him out. Yeah, wipes him out into some mud. Uh, Sawyer's not having it at this point. He is... <laughs> Feels like it's personal. <laughs> which, it kind of does feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this boar has taken on a vendetta of its own. It's like, I can just read people, and I can tell that guy's a dick, so I'm going to go fuck with him. <laughs> um, uh, this is when we get our next flashback. Oh, Kate pops by. Mm-hmm. This is when he's like, I'm going to go out. Yeah, I'm going to go kill that fucking boar. And she's like, it's a boar, Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Since she's something about how like you're going to get lost trying to navigate. She's like, Since when do you care? I don't. <laughs> I'm just speaking I'm out just of stating. kindness. Uh, this is when we get our flashback. We see the Sydney Opera House, which tells us we are in... Australia. Antarctica. <laughs> we are in we Australia. Uh, Sawyer's walking down the pier, and he goes and visits a like a, a fisherman. And this fisherman has a little... A secret, gunman. A secret stash. We know him as the gunman. 
Uh, he gives him a gun with some hollow point bullets. He's like, you're only going to use this gun for one reason, one reason alone. Someone with these bullets isn't looking to scare or harm. Mm-hmm. They're looking to kill. To kill. Which I, I don't kill. know what specifically it is about hollow point bullets. I think it's the... Uh, the Are they the ones that burst? Yeah. Yeah, I think it like it... The debris of the bullet shatters inside of you, so it's hard to retrieve all the pieces. Mm-hmm. So you're can probably, cut more yeah. things and stuff. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know guns. An intent to kill gun. Mm-hmm. And he says to uh, Sawyer, uh, "If you gives a little speech about being sure about it. Yeah, you better be sure about this. If you get caught, and Sawyer's like, yeah, I know, it's my gun. I don't, I don't know, know you. I don't know you. I just found it. He's like, no." Killing is something that changes a man. Mm-hmm. So, if you get to the point and realize you can't do it, no refunds. <laughs> so <laughs> make sure you want it. Yeah, this this gunman is selling, like he's working in a moral practice, but at the same time he is kind of being like, "Are you sure? This is something that you have to be sure that you are sure, one hundred percent." No, because I'm keeping the money. <laughs> no take backs. No reloading your save file. This is real life, baby. Damn. Um, we cut to. Back to the island, Hurley is helping Charlie bury Ethan. Why? Yeah. Um, I Burn feel, the bitch. Yeah. I feel like Ethan, since he wasn't on the manifest, and since he seems to belong to the island, this dude's got some spooky juju about him. Burn him, chop him into pieces, do something. Burn the ashes. Burn the ashes. <laughs> Make sure he cannot come back. Scatter it out to sea. Uh, but half are... in the sea, half in the inland. <laughs> Keep them separated. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's how you deal with Jason Voorhees. Oh. Because he, like, comes back to... Yeah. <laughs> the guy. The guy. The, serial, the horror movie guy. Mm-hmm. The, the horror movie guy. Friday the 13th. That one. That one. <laughs> so, yeah. Hurley and uh, Charlie are digging and... Uh, I think this is when Charlie's just digging and digging and digging and not even really paying attention to, Char- or to Hurley there. Mm-hmm. And Hurley's like, are you okay? Is that when they said they had to make sure he's good and dead? Because if they start running, he'd catch Hurley first? Yeah, that's that's when Hurley's sitting there. He's trying to, like, crack jokes mm-hmm. to kind of, like, lighten the, the movies. Like, and we gotta uh, make sure that he's actually dead, because if he comes back as, like, a zombie or something like that, I'm the fat guy. I get cramps. Yeah, I get cramps. I go down. I'm the first one to die. Um, and Charlie's just kind of like, nope, what, right over his head. And this Hurley's, is not a joking matter. Hurley's like, dude, are you okay? Hello. Doesn't, doesn't even respond to that, so Hurley's like, all right. And then we cut to Hurley walking to Saeed. He asks him uh, about, I think it's Gulf, Gulf War, War Syndrome. Gulf War Syndrome. Like, that was the other side. Yeah, that, was, that was the American side. So Saeed, or he asks Saeed, like, okay, well. <laughs> what about that other one? Yeah, and Saeed's like, I think you're talking about post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is clearly what Charlie has right now, because he is, he's going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Hurley asks him to talk to Charlie. Like, oh, okay. And so like, I have better things to do, but fine. <laughs> yeah. Which, I'm obviously... I'm trying to figure out this French problem. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, that is important, but it, I think he also knows that, like, the mental health and the well-being of all the people... Like, and he looks, like, inconvenienced and everything. He's, like, fine. Yeah. Kind of understanding, like... I think he looks over at Charlie, who's just kind of, like, sitting there looking off at nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Yeah, he looks pretty bad. Uh, I think he could use some help. Uh, and then we have Sawyer. Sawyer. He's yeah, trying to track tracks. 
I literally said so since when is Sawyer also a tracker now? He not. He not. Kate comes out and says, you're tracking footprints. That's probably, you're probably <laughs> following. Even the weight and the distance between the steps. Mm-hmm. You're probably following Boone or Locke or someone, so. Boone. Boone? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably following Boone. And he's like, ah, well, I, I, don't, I don't need no help. Fuck off, Kate. And she's like, well. You've been following your own track in the past like hour. You've been succeeded in following like humans, yourself, birds, and not one boar. <laughs> Everything but boars. <laughs> uh, so I think she offers to help him. Yeah. To like come along just to like help track. She's like, you need me. And he's like, okay, fine, freckles. No, first she's like, and what I want is whatever it's called, blank check. Carte blanche. Carte blanche. Um, and that's her deal. And so- then he's just like. Stubborn Sawyer's like, take it or leave it, and starts walking away. He's like, fine. Which is, it's pretty, it's a, that's an easy bet to make because she just wants free domain over all the shit that he's stolen. Mm-hmm. I think he has enough stolen crap that he's sitting on. It's his pride. Yeah. He's a very annoyingly prideful man. Very annoyingly prideful. I like those fingers you're working on. Thanks. He's currently making a little Snorlax. A little. Big Snorlax. <gasps> big, big Snorlax. Um, yeah, we'll have to post pictures to the, the Twitter account, the, at the, at Galaxy Couch Pod. This makes me wanna... think of Big Daddies. I do look like a Big Daddy drill. Um, so, Brought to you by attention <laughs> issues. So Sawyer agrees to that, uh, and then this is when they're sitting around the campfire. Uh, nightfall has come, so they have a little campfire, and he's got a little stash of little liquor bottles. Just plain, plain size ones. Mm-hmm. Little, little mini ones. Kate asks for some, and he's like, you gotta play for it. She doesn't even call the game the right name. He says, uh, will you ever play I Never? No one has. And, yeah. Sawyer's, it's Never Have I Ever. It, it, I know it as Never Have I Ever. Unless there is some variant of that, like maybe it's like a regional thing. Do like okay. southern people know it as Never, or uh, what does he say? I Never. I Never. That's just a statement. Never Have I Ever has a ring to it it's, yeah it's got some rhythm that's what makes it part of a game and it also kind of like skirts past a double negative just a little bit enough to like kind of sound yeah uh that's what it always confused me i had to like <laughs> have or have especially once i'm a few drinks in i'm like uh, never i've never uh wait. i've never not ever fuck it i'll drink <laughs> and then that I makes get, it harder and then i get too drunk um i never played at drinking so i was good at it <laughs> so he gives her a mini bottle. They just kind of like sip back and forth doing their never have I ever's. Uh, we get like quite a few, just uh, like rapid fire. Like here's some exposition to describe these two characters. Giving them both some deeper character. Uh, which is a very, like that's a vital scene. Yeah. Uh, so neither of them have been to Disneyland. Uh, Sawyer has never been in love. Kate was married briefly. Uh Kate has been in love and was married. Yeah, been in love and was married. There were two separate questions. Oh, that's right. Uh, never have I been. Never have I ever been in love is what Sawyer asks, uh, and then he drinks. Kate doesn't drink, and then she says something. I think she says something back, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then, then he says, says, "Never have I ever been married." Yeah, she just tiny sip, mm-hmm. like it briefly, was short. Which they're already taking tiny sips because these are like little mini bottles, and even tinier sip. So it's like. Just the, the smallest sip possible. Um, what else do we get? Uh, never have I ever killed a man. And That was a cheap trick, Sawyer. 
Yeah, she drinks, and then Sawyer slowly raises the bottle to his lips and drinks. I guess we got more in common than you thought, Freckles. So this is when... Uh, was there anything else There's that There's a brief nightmare. He, okay, yeah, the, the nightmare happens. Mm-hmm. So Sawyer has a nightmare where he sees his dad's feet walking up to his bed where he was hiding, and then all of a sudden... It's a boar. Boar. <laughs> Papa boar. Uh, wakes up, and then he's visited by the boar again. And they were visited by the boar in the night. Yeah. And then I think he chase, He runs after it a little bit and then pulls out the gun. Before that, quickly. Oh, it stole, um, stole their food. His food. His food. It went through all his stuff. And he was like, mine's fine. He only went through your stuff. <laughs> so it is personal. Um, and then he pulls out the gun because he hears the rustling and mm-hmm. he thinks the boar's coming back. And Locke pops out of the trees. <laughs> And he says something about... Like good morning or something. Yeah, good morning, because it's, it's now morning. Mm-hmm. And he's eating a little papaya or something like that, just kind of casually like, huh, you still got your gun, huh? Sits down and offers them some coffee. I have a little top chat. So what are you doing here? He's like, well, I was out doing something in, like, in the forest and spotted your track, so I figured I'd pop over and say hello. And then he gives them uh, the brief monologue, uh, talks about how he had a sister... And uh, this sister was... They were in foster care together? Yeah, they were in foster care together. So his foster mom uh, took care of the two of them. And then one day she passed away. She fell off the monkey bars, broke her neck. That's right. She fell off the monkey bars, broke her neck. Uh, The foster foster mother... uh, Blamed herself. Yeah, because she thought she wasn't watching her closely enough, which... Very unfortunate. That's common for some of the people to blame themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I mean, when, when kids are just playing, you feel like, okay, they, they got it. Mm-hmm. If she's on the monkey bar, she's probably old enough to, you know, probably nine, ten, old enough to play on the monkey bars. But I had a friend in fourth grade. Yeah. That we were playing on the monkey bars. She was short. I was taller as a kid. Um, she was very short. So I could, we had those like vertical, or not vertical, but those like long bars that were kind of at an angle. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing that was jumping bars, because that's the coolest shit when you're younger. Oh, I could um, never. Really? No, I was afraid. Um, you're going to be after this. Um, so I was jumping like two or three bars. Like I would go straight to the middle, but it was also at an angle so I could go down. Mm-hmm. So gravity kind of helped. Um, and she was trying to do the same, but she was a good six, seven inches shorter than me. Jumped, missed all the bars, and went face first into um, like the, the rubber plastic stuff of the ledger on playset. Playgrounds? Like, like the step. Yeah. And her teeth went through her bottom lip. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, that... That's, she didn't play with me anymore after that. That's visceral. She's like, fuck. <laughs> Wait. So so she thought you made the jump mm-hmm. so she could make the jump and she couldn't make the jump so then she felt that that was your fault. I don't know. She just stopped talking to me. She, she is a negative association. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay. I'm not oh, playing with that kid yeah, ever again. The last time I played with that girl, I... Bit through my fucking lip. Ow. No, she didn't bite. Her teeth broke. Ooh. I went through. Ooh. And ripped through her lip. Oh, that's visceral. Oh. It was traumatic. Poor girl. Yeah. She's okay now. We're friends on Facebook. This is That's like the exact reason why I'm afraid of monkey bars. <laughs> uh, so Locke <laughs> tells the story about uh, the monkey bars and the uh, foster mother blamed herself. And then one day, a golden retriever uh, came to their door uh, and walked through their door. The mom let him in. The, the mom let it, the dog in. And I went straight to the sister's bedroom and went on her bed. Mm-hmm. So 
He I says, slept there from now on. Yeah, she surmised that uh, that was her daughter. Like, that was her, her foster daughter because... He didn't say that so much because he tells the whole story and then... Um, says that the dog stayed with us. Until, until the mom passed five years later and then disappeared and went back to wherever it came from. The dog didn't have any tags or collar or anything. Mm-hmm. So Kate's just kind of... And he's just like, that's my words of wisdom. Kate's like, are we so we're supposed to believe that dog was your sister? And he's like, well, that'd just be silly. So he's but tra- my mom did. Yeah, he's trying to compare this to how Boar, he's like, maybe you have some unresolved business with someone else, and that's the Boar. Just kind of looks at Sawyer like, if you know, you know. And Sawyer's like, like shit. I do. <laughs> I do know. Um, so then Locke leaves, and then we get a flashback. Uh, Sawyer is visiting the shrimp stand, and he's just watching. He's like waiting in line, and then he <laughs> pulls up to the... The counter and, and it's Cyrus Bean Thatcher Gray. What? He's from Scandal and Grey's Anatomy. Cy- Cy- what? Cyrus Bean is his name on Scandal and Thatcher Gray on Grey's Anatomy. He's Meredith's dad. Oh. So that's... Okay, That I was going to say he did look familiar. Um, I've seen him on Netflix. So he's just treating Sawyer like a regular customer. Sawyer's got this just fucking death stare. It's like half off for all Americans. Yeah, he's he's this is being like really friendly, and Sawyer's just kind of talking really, really, really <laughs> quietly, just gruff. Uh, he's like, I, he's like, you want it mild or spicy? He's like, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> like your funeral. <laughs> uh, so the guy turns around. He's like talking to Sawyer with his back turned to him. He's like making his shrimp. And then Sawyer gets in his car and leaves. And he's well, he's holding the gun there. He's like, yeah, it's like shaking underneath the counter. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And then he realizes I can't do it. And then he leaves. Um, and this is when he uh, at the end of that. Oh wait, no, he goes, he to, goes a to a bar. So same flashback goes to a bar. Yeah, he goes to a bar and he is just pounding shot after shot after shot. The bartender's like, you sure? Hit me. Yeah, he's like, hit me. He's like, um, I don't know. He's like, give me another drink. Did I fucking stutter? And then another man is sitting at the bar. He's like, yeah, they... These Aussies think us Americans can't hold our weight. Yeah, they can't. They think we can't hold our liquor. And then... Someone who was easily recognizable, but still not recognized. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at first. I I, I mean, it's been a few episodes since we've seen him. So I guess the voice at first, I was like... Is this someone I'm supposed to know, or is this just supposed to be a random? And then, like, it focused on his face, and that's when I was like, "You're like, is that his dad?" Oh. Like, no, that's Jack's dad. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> made sense. So Jack's dad and Sawyer, the alcoholic, uh, being little alcoholic buddies together at the bar. Says bartender, "Why don't you leave the bottle?" And they have a little moment together where they're talking, and because he left his wallet in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Good continuity. Oh, that's a good... Yeah, I completely forgot. I glazed over that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgot his wallet, so Sawyer's buying the drinks. Um, he starts talking to him about, like, oh, where are you from? He's like, oh, you know, I'm from the United States. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what, 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 do you, what do you do for a profession? He's like, well, I well, used to be doctor. chief of surgery. Used to be? So, yeah, used to be. He's like, well, I think he kind of goes into, like, light detail about how his son got him disbarred. Mm-hmm. Um, but how he's still kind of, proud of him. yeah, he's still proud of him because he stood by his guts, mm-hmm. but and he'll never tell his son that he's like, I could pick up that phone right now and call him. He thinks I hate him. I could tell him I love him. Mm-hmm. I could but fix everything. I just can't do it. Why not? I'm weak. And <laughs> she's going for the bone. 
I got it. <laughs> and that was the end. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, he, yeah, he says he could pick up the phone, but he's too weak. And what does he say? Sawyer says something to him. He's like, this business you have in Australia, will it ease your burden or whatever, make it easier for you? And Sawyer's like, yeah. Like, no hesitation. Then why are you still sitting here, boy? And, and he says something about how they're both in hell. They call it Down Under because it's the closest you can get to hell without... Actually being there. Yeah. Um, and we're, we were both there, whether you recognize it or not. So they're in, like, what they would call physical hell and kind of like a meta hell because they're both in their own personal hell. And that explains why all the demon creatures live in Australia. <laughs> All of your worst fears manifested into animals. You're as close to hell as you can get. Um, so Eight this is when yeah, Sawyer leaves, uh, and then we cut back to oh. the island. Important thing, though, that Jack's dad says. Um, it's not their fault that they're here or feeling like this. It's just fate. It's just Some fate. people are meant to suffer. Some people are meant to suffer. It's pretty dark. Yeah. For so a surgeon. He kind of pushes Sawyer over the line. You think, like, he could have, like, brought him back to the light, but no, Jack's dad is already in a, a bad place himself, so he's like, fuck them all. Um, and he, he like, makeup is good in the scene, because he looks like shit. He definitely looks like he's been on a drinking bender for mm-hmm. some time. And this is probably moments before he's dead. Probably. Because that bar's out in the middle of nowhere. I think they said they found him out in the middle of nowhere across the street from a bar. Mm-hmm. So I think he literally crosses the street and dies. He gets hit. Um, this is... This yeah, is when we have the so- Saeed and Charlie t- conversation. Yeah, so Ch- Charlie is opening coconuts in a very... Aggressive, sad... Angry-looking way. And Saeed comes to check on him, and he uh, tells him this story about how uh, this his neighbor, who was a police officer... Uh, one day was going to work or he decided to not drive um, and someone strapped his bom- his car with bombs and uh, his wife and children died. Yeah, or were really? taking the car that day and they died in the explosion. And so he... When they found the man? When they found the man, he volunteered to be a part of the firing squad. Did he volunteer squad. or was he just part of it? He volunteered. Oh. After finding out what happened, he volunteered. Okay. Um, and so he was a part of the, the firing squad that killed the man responsible for that. He and did his job without any guilt. Mm-hmm. Did his job without any guilt. And he said it still haunted him. He said he was fine and then like years later he had started having dreams of that man. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I don't know if this was if this is specifically the rule of the firing squad, but I know usually uh, in the United States when they used to do death by firing squad, mm-hmm. they gave four or no they gave one person live ammunition and they gave four people blanks so they had five shooters four with blanks one with live ammunition nobody knew which one had the live ammunition until you actually fired um and what's I think, the point of that or i i think not even un- okay like, so I, I thought you weren't supposed to find out i don't think you're ever. supposed to know that way like it kind of gets rid of any guilt of being a murderer so like you it's ambiguous like you don't know did i murder someone did i not murder someone but what's the point i think to to spare your your mental health maybe you still were there to shoot them yeah so that's gonna 
kind of traumatizing. I know what you're going in for. Yeah. I was there, but I just shot blank, so I didn't do anything bad. <laughs> so this is when uh, yeah, he tells him uh, that he just needs to have a conversation. Like, we just need, like you just need to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. So if you need to talk to someone, do it, because it's going to help you a lot more than just wallowing in your own suffering. No, I don't. Go away. <laughs> so Charlie kind of is like, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, Emo boy. And this is when Kate and Sawyer find the boar's wallow. Wallow. Uh, Kate refers to it as the wallow. She's like, look. So you, like, what the shit is that? You can see this is a little mud pit where they hang out in. It keeps it's them cool. their home. Uh, there's the, the markings on the tree where they're like. Rubbing their tusks. Rubbing their tusks. And they hear little squeals. It's a baby boar. <laughs> and Sawyer picks up a little baby piglet. And he tries to coax the boar to come back to him by going... That means daddy's got to be nearby. Here, piggy, 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 piggy. Here, piggy, piggy. And the baby crying. He's like, stop. You're going to hurt him. You're going to hurt him. He's like, it's fine. So she just ditches. She kicks him. Yes, so he drops it. And he drops it and Piglet runs away. And she's like, you know what? Find your own way home. Mm -hmm. And that's a fair thing to do. Uh, So Don't bring a baby into it. We come back to our flashbacks. This is when Sawyer has parked his car outside the shrimp shack. It's raining. It's like downpouring. Mm-hmm. And uh, the man is closing for the night. Taking the garbage out and such. Uh, yeah, he's closing the garbage. Or he's like like turning all the lights off. He's throwing the trash away. And then Sawyer gets out of the car. Like kind of like pumps him. Like tries to like motivate him. Just goes. Motivate himself to do it. And yeah, beelines. And then. He says Sawyer. Yeah. Um, and the guy turns around. Or does he? No, he's he. The guy turns around and sees him, and he says, uh, "Sawyer," and he's like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "You ever been to?" That's after he shot him. Oh, that's right. He... They had their discussion about Tennessee in the other scene. Yeah, you ever been to Tennessee? Uh, and then he like. Oh, he said that he was from Tennessee. Oh, he reads the letter. Before he shoots him. No. Oh, that's after. He's okay, bleeding yeah. out. I'm mixing this all up. Um, so. Does he read him the letter? He shows him the letter. Yeah. Uh, so he walks up to him, says something, shoots him, and then the man falls to the ground. He's like leaning up against like the, the garbage bin. Mm-hmm. And What's this for? He pulls out the letter, and he reads him like the first bit of that letter. Yeah. The like, uh, dear Mister Sawyer, you don't know me, but I know you. Uh, and he's like, what? What? I, I don't know. What he you're... used to go by the name Sawyer. Is this about Hibbs? Yeah. He's like, I could, I could pay him. I could pay him. I was going to pay him back. So this is why I was kind of like, is it the wrong guy or is this actually the right Sawyer? I feel, that's why I, I don't know either. It's very ambiguous. Because it there's... feels like Hibbs just kind of got him to do a hit for him. Yeah. And when you told me that, that's kind of, that made more sense than him being Sawyer. Because there wasn't an apology there. It was just confusion. Mm-hmm. So it, I think you Not like that was years ago or something. Until we get any other confirmation, that's what I believe is... Not the right dude. Hibs just got him to do it. And that's why Sawyer feels so guilty about it is... Uh, <laughs> she's just trying to be heard. Um, yeah, so he he's like feels guilty that like he got tricked. And that's when the guy says, um, as he's like with his dying breath, he's like, it'll come back around. It'll come back around. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sawyer's kind of standing there like, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, then we cut back and Sawyer is facing off with the bull. He's or the, the, the boar. 
He's staring at it. Mono Iboro. He's finally gotten cornered it down. And he pulls out his gun and he aims it at the board and kind of close-ups on the eye, close-up on Sawyer's eye. And he can't do it. He can't do it. He can't pull the trigger. And Kate's watching uh, kind of in like the background, mm-hmm. like sort of just to see what's going to happen. What he's going to do. Um, and he pulls the gun down and just walks away. And he turns Kate. around. Yeah, he turns around and sees Kate. And Kate kind of says like, oh, I, I knew you'd do the right thing or something like that. He goes like, it's just a bore. Yeah, it's just a bore. Um, so we cut back to, uh, Claire's watching Vincent and Walt play. Everyone's working together on the beach doing unknown things. Mm -hmm. Mike's building a raft with some indistinguishable person. So it looks like they got quite a bit of a raft built. Yeah. For maybe being a couple days. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Walt and Vincent are playing and she's just kind of like looking around at all the people on the island. And then I used to know them. She sees Charlie, mm-hmm. and she goes up to Charlie and asks him if he wants to take a walk. Mm-mm. Or no, no, other way around. Because mm-hmm. she offered before, and he said, yeah, I have stuff to do. So then he's like, how about that walk? Yeah, he walks up to her and says, how about that walk? And she obliges, and they walk off, and they start talking, and he's taking Saeed's advice. Say friends. Say friends. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to mention in the bar with uh, Sawyer talking to Jack's dad, mm-hmm. he mentions something about how he's like the Red Sox will never win. The that's Red why Sox. the Red Sox will never win the, the series, and he kind of brushes it off. There, he's like, "Oh, that's a weird turn of phrase." It's a weird I guess. phrase. Um, and then Sawyer goes to Jack and he gives him the gun. He's like, I don't... "Kate said that she wanted this, wanted oh. you to give the me like wanted this returned." Yeah. Uh, so all the guns are now accounted for. All five of them now. Uh, Jack kind of appreciates that. You can tell he's like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that, but cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, Sawyer says something. Yeah, Sawyer says something, and Jack's like, he's working on something else. Just very, like, yeah, absentmindedly. Yeah, and he... He's like, that's why the Sox will never win the series. And he so kind of, like... Yeah, Sawyer turns around and was like, what did what you did say? What did you say? It's like, I don't know, my dad used to say it all the time. And then to he not, asked... It was his phrase to, like, not take responsibility for his choices. He would chuck it up to fate. Mm-hmm. And he, he asks, he's like, was your daddy a doctor like you? He's like, yeah. Why are you so interested in my dad? Now he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now he's dead. And he asks Why him, are you so interested? Yeah, why are you so interested in my dad all of a sudden? He's like, no reason. Nothing. He, he says that I told him times. all the stuff. No reason. No reason. He doesn't say daddy. He says daddy. Daddy. Was your daddy a doctor? And I think that's... That's it. Yeah, that's the end of that. So... This one does kind of have a little bit of closure at the ending, rather mm-hmm. than uh, the last couple of episodes have had like this cliffhanger of like, oh, keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. And, I mean, I'm still like, <laughs> oh, keep watching. Yes. But like this episode very much had like a bookend to it, with especially the Red Sox bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I guess Sawyer maybe thinks he knows Jack a little bit more than he thought he knew. He knows more than Jack knows he knows. Yeah. So do you got any... Uh, closing statements any facts that you've been doing um the actor jeff perry who played frank sawyer it says on his imdb that frank sawyer but i don't know about that it might just be because that's what sawyer thought he was yeah anyway he's been in many popular shows besides Grey's anatomy and scandal um he was in csi i'll just say just one episode one-offs but he's all over csi csi new york fringe cold case numbers west wing er frazier and the 1990s Flash. Wow. Uh, that was the one with Mark Hamill, I think, as the trickster. 
Really? Yeah, I think he reprises Trickster for the, the Grant Gustafson one. Gustafson? Gust- Grant Gustaf? What? Gustin. Grant Gustin. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know it. <laughs> I just know of it. Um, and I had a little fact. Uh, hey, now. So in this episode, uh, so, or, uh, Kate makes a joke about Sawyer wearing cologne. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't wear cologne. Uh, and then she's like, oh, yeah, you do. It's my from Mal or something. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the actor Josh Holloway, who played Sawyer, uh, in that episode claims to not wear cologne. Three years after Lost premiere, Josh Holloway was chosen to model for cool water cologne. Just <laughs> a fun little tidbit there. Isn't um, that ironic? Yeah. Very ironic, I would say. Um, like rain. Like rain. On your wedding day. How is that ironic? I've never understood that. It's, it's not ironic. That's just unfortunate. Yeah, there's a difference. That's not like... How... Is that like... The a, other ones are ironic, but... Rain on your wedding day is not. No. It's so ironic. Everything but that. Riddle me that. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Bran. I'm Danielle. And this has been the Galaxy Couch Podcast. Goodbye. Keep it cosmic. Cosmic.